Hey, this is Josh. The show will be back on in a moment. But first, I wanted to tell you, this is not even a sponsor. This is just something I love. Ruined is one of my favorite podcasts. It's a horror movie podcast where Hallie Kiefer, a horror lover, ruins horror movies for Allison Leiby, who is afraid to watch them but wants to know what happens. They are two of my favorite people. They've been on my show. They've they've been on Make My Day Together. They're great. Uh, and Ruined is doing a live show August 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. The show will be available to watch for 72 hours after the stream for ticket holders who miss it live. Uh, but you should watch live. It's like so nice to enjoy a thing and so nice to do it safely from home. They'll be ruining the movie Old, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, which is going to be so much fun. I just like love listening to this podcast. Their recent episodes on I Know What You Did Last Summer and uh, Urban Legend. The, they like really hit this kind of teen nostalgia thing for me as well. Tickets for the show are available at www.momenthouse.com slash ruined, R-U-I-N-E-D. That's momenthouse.com slash ruined. Uh, and there's new episodes of the show available every Tuesday. You should listen to them now, get psyched, enjoy the show, and, and then enjoy the live show. All right, that's it. Bye. Hello, this is Josh Gondelman. No, I'm sorry, I'm Josh Gondelman, and this is Make My Day, a comedy game show. The world is a stressful place to be, so every week we try to make it a little bit more fun, a little bit more friendly. I play a game with a guest or a team of guests who are guaranteed to win because they're the only contestants. As I go through the game with my guests, I assign them points based on how much their answers to my questions cheer me up. Then, at the end, the winner or winners, and again, I must reiterate, only contestants, uh, win a $100 donation each to the charity or aid cause of their choice. And we each give a pep talk to someone or a group that we think needs it this week, because this isn't all about me. It's just mostly about me. My guests today, I am so delighted they're here. They have numerous credits and accolades, but they are the co-hosts of the new podcast, Did You Get My Text? About their experiences being a married couple who communicate a lot through text message, which is something deeply close to my own heart. Welcome to the show, Patton Oswald and Meredith Salinger. Josh, thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for having us on, man. Oh, of course. My pleasure. Thank you for being here. It was easy as pie. We logged on and we're here. <laughs> How is it being? This is like, because I recorded an episode of this podcast with my wife last week. Oh. And how is it to go from being in the same place to texting one another to like screen <laughs> recording? Well, we are always in the same place usually when we're texting <laughs> yeah, each other. Yeah. In fact, the other night oh, we were God. both in bed and I was facing one way, and I was super comfortable. She had found sure. this perfect position. <laughs> I was so comfortable. I was facing away from him, and mm -hmm. he was facing away from me. And we were both on our phones, like, you know, playing whatever we were doing. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, I want to show you something. And I and I and he's like, look. And I was like, oh, I'm in the best position. I don't want to turn around. <laughs> and he's like, just look. I'm like, no, no, no. I just got in the best position. I'm like, just text it to me. <laughs> I love. I think that's perfect. That's considerate. I think back-to-back -back on independent phones, I don't mean to sound like hack about this, but that is married spooning, right? That's, that's totally. like, yeah. everybody's happy, everybody's yeah. comfortable. And in her defense, when she <laughs> finds a perfect position, because her sleeping routine involves these two pillows, then there's a smaller pillow, and there's a meeting, like, <laughs> there's a lot of structural perfection that has to be reached. There are things to get in place. Yes. I, sure. You know, my neck needs to be supported a certain way. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm very particular. I think that's beautiful. This is a terrific transition right into our game for today. Ooh. 
Our game today is called Texted Strategy. On your podcast, Did You Get My Text? You catch up with one another and discuss your routine text message correspondences. Today, I'm going to ask you various questions about your text messaging style, function, and etiquette. And as always, I will judge your answers based on their accuracy, creativity, and how much they delight me specifically. Meredith and Patton, <laughs> are you ready to play Texted Strategy? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, yes. Here we go. First question. Let's hit the ground running. What is the nicest text message to wake up to? I have to say, I got a text the other day from a friend mm -hmm. who is a dear friend of both of ours. And it was funny because they texted and they were like, listen, I know you guys have a podcast and we had to listen because you're our friends. Like we felt obligated to listen to your podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But we love it, and it's amazing, and it's so funny, and I so didn't want to listen to it, and there's a billion podcasts, and they, were, they just kept raving about it, and I was so thrilled. That was a great one to wake up to. That is really nice. Yeah. But in general, what's a good text to wake up to? Honey, the coffee's ready. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, you have a, if you have a partner and they have texted, hey, I got up early and went out and brought something great back for breakfast and it's downstairs, mm -hmm. like that's that kind of, ooh. Oh, he does that yeah. all the time. He often texts me when he's out and he's like, I'm coming home. Do you want me to stop and get anything? Which is the kindest thing in the world. Like, that is so nice. I love that. And it's always like, yes, can you please bring me some chocolate? Right. <laughs> or can you get me a donut? <laughs> I went to breakfast with a friend this morning at a place that, that Meredith loves, and I knew without even having to ask her to bring home their tater tots. And she oh. was yeah, he, he so— tater tots and, and when I left, she's like, I don't need anything. I'm fine. And I went— was there. I was like, give me an order to tater tots to go. When I came back, she was like, did you bring it? She was so excited. So yeah, that kind of thing. Also, um, I'm on a text thread with a lot of other comedians and, and you don't need to necessarily be comedians. But if somebody sends you a really cool link to something like, oh, this video will put you in a good mood or this article yeah. is great or like just something to to tweak your mindset in the right direction first thing in the morning is a great text to get. That is really nice. Like something, so you're not just scrolling mindlessly when you look at your phone where you're like, oh, this article is so fascinating about yeah, you know, whatever, yes. someone great. Yeah, exactly. Just look Love at this that. cool thing instead of doom yep. scrolling is so good. <laughs> yeah. So good. Doom scrolling. Yeah. It's the best. This this is great answers across the board. I think considerate texts, encouraging texts, great ways to start the day. This answer is worth... 445 points because 445 sure. is too early to wake up and you would need a totally. boost. Totally. I agree. Next question. What is a phrase or thought that you text so often that there should there should be a commonly accepted abbreviation for it, but there isn't yet? I often will be texting and if I don't get a response back, I do write, did you get my text? <laughs> like, <laughs> did you get it yet? And that's sort of why, you know, Pat and I would see each other throughout the day and he's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, did you get my text? Did you not just get my text? I just told, you know, that. Well, maybe if, so, our, if our and then podcast becomes successful enough, then we'll normalize people using DYGMT. DYGMT. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, we're we're used to doing that now because we label every file DYGMT. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, we, we got to get this going. It's perfect. Yeah. Because it's also yeah. nice, it's nice to have a way to bump a text message that right. where you're like, yeah. like a little nudge. A little nudge. <laughs> right. Or well, what I usually do if I want to bump a message that nobody's responded to is I'll just go back to the message that I sent and put a question mark on my own thing. Ooh, that's like, right. Like, hey, are you going to answer this? Oh, there you go. I like that. Very, yeah. um, very tactful. My, the thing that I, I text a lot, but it's so short, I don't really need an abbreviation, is the word pass. 
And she's like, pass, I ain't doing that. <laughs> what is your thing that you text that you wish? Yeah, what's do? yours, man? You know what mine is? I wish there were an easier way just to signal to someone like, hey, I'm at this pl- like I've I'm at this place. I have 40 minutes. I'm early. Just talk to me. Like, tell me anything because I'm bored. (laughs) (laughs) If there was like a polite way to use that so that you're like, in other words, so that you're not basically saying, I'm using you as a life placeholder right now. Right. Until stuff starts happening. Because what I mean is like, hey, you're someone I care about. Tell me what's going on. But I want to cut through the pleasantness of like, hey, wait for them to be like, hey, how are you? Good. Okay, but really Mm -hmm. what's going on? So I want to just like get to the big talk. Hey, I've got five minutes. I want to chat with you. What's going on? I'm getting off in five minutes. Yes, I have five minutes. Time's up. Gotta go. Yes, I have five (laughs) minutes. Give me like the give me the headline of your life at this moment. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's what I wish I could abbreviate. Just like cut to the chase. (laughs) That's so hilarious. C T T-C. C-T-T-C. Just hello, dot, 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 C-T-T-C. <laughs> yeah. But I do like D-Y-G-M-T as a, um, as like a like, regular uh, Yeah, you didn't slang respond yet. D-Y-G-M-T. D-Y-G-M-T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does it sound like, like a powerful, it sounds like a powerful D-Y-G-M-T. hallucinogen. It does. Yeah. Well, I mean. Oh my God, that, have you tried D-Y-G-M-T oh yet? Have you tried D-Y-G-M-T yeah, I did. I shit my pants in like a great way. Like it made me feel more grounded to the earth. Oh my God. <sighs> this is a, great answers. I I love this. I need to know how many points we just made. I'm, I'm going to tell points? I wouldn't leave you hanging on this. Uh-oh. You, okay, because I'm really. This is five very powerful points. It's only five points. Okay, but good. they're incredibly strong because it's like a point of, it's an abbreviation for 500 points. Okay, I'll accept that. Ooh. Damn. I like it. I'll take it. As long as they're strong and not weak. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This isn't like, these aren't five throwaway points. These are like the five best points you've ever seen in your life. Amazing. Love it. Like, you know, sometimes you're you're like a restaurant or something, you get a dessert, and you're like, this is small, and then you bite into it, and you're like, oh, but it's there's a lot going on Yes. It's those points. Totally. Exactly. It's like a fine piece of sushi. A fine piece of sushi. That's exactly right. High quality, dense with caloric Mm -hmm. flavor. Yeah. Next question. What is the most Ooh. underrated or underutilized emoji? <gasps> I ha- I love that question. Josh, that is one of my favorite questions because there is an emoji I love so much and I try to use it often. It doesn't really go with anything, <laughs> but I think it's it, it it is first of all, it's the cutest emoji. Okay. It's adorable. To me, it represents like hope and life and cuteness and happiness. And the emoji I'm speaking of is that little tiny, it's it's not a twig. It's like a little uh, leaf, but there's like two little leaves coming off it. It's like one little leaf going to the right and one little leaf going to the It's just like a, tw- a sprig. It's a little sprig of leaf. It's very, do you know what I'm talking I about? Do. It's so cute. And I love the intent behind this of like hope and life and renewal. I have to ask, in what context do you try to deploy this? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Have you ever deployed this? I use it often. <laughs> okay. Um, I I use it a lot in a tweet sometimes. I'll just, like, if someone posts something super cute, I might reply with that little thing. Oh, I don't know why. that's nice. Mm. I just, um, or like on an Instagram as a comment on someone's page. Yeah. If there's like a cute little baby or a little puppy or something, I'll just put that little thing there to, my other favorite emoji, of course, is the 
pink heart with the two sparkles on it. That's my (laughs) favorite emoji. I often will be like, okay, talk to you soon. And then I'll put the pink heart. And when I put that pink heart, it's done. It's over. You've hung up the text. That that's that's drop a mic drop, but the little twig. I don't know. I don't want to call it a twig. I don't even know what they call it. How do we find out what the name of the emoji is? I, How do you find out? I don't know. Let's call it a sprig. Like, a sprig. Hmm. It's the cutest little spring sprig. I love it. I think I do too. I love that use case too of like of like oh what a lovely moment this is as a comment. Um, yes. Yeah. It's just a happy fresh. Sweet. It's just a sweet, like, yes, let's move forward kind of <clears throat> emoji. I just really love it. Beautiful. Oh, that's my wonderful. favorite. What about you, Boo Boo? Um, what do you think, well, honey? Well, mine, one of mine is, and this is very simple, it's the simple thumbs up because it's a way mm-hmm. that I use to end text conversations sometimes. Like, when you get that <laughs> from me, it's like, okay, thumbs up, I gotta go, you know. <laughs> but that's not an under, that's not an underutilized emoji. No, no, I know, but I'm saying, emoji. I'm just saying, uh, the underutilized one, my favorite underutilized one is really underutilized because they they got rid of it. Was the uh, jack o' lantern? I don't know what it was about that jack o' lantern. They used to have it. They got rid of the. They got rid of the. Ja- oh no no! Hang on, I'm wrong. It's back. It There's used to no be. Way. No, it used to be with all the Christmas and holiday stuff. Now yeah. it's with the skulls and the aliens for some reason. The disrespect of Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, an under... Oh, boy, an underutilized one. I don't know. I mean, I just use... There's so many that are pointless. It's it's like, what are all these for? Mm-hmm. There's so many other emojis that we need. Yes. Yeah. That it's it's like, why, why are there some of these things in here? Who uses these things? One that I visually like but can't come up with that many uses for is the octopus. I think that guy oh. is very charming. And very yeah. well done. Oh, so very cute. Detailed. Very well done. Very yeah, detailed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so there's cute. never like an occasion where I can send like octopus and a friend will be like, gotcha, big guy. I know just what you mean. <laughs> what would you want if you could, if you could engineer a new emoji? Oh, you know what would be nice, but maybe they can't have it because it's a trade. No, it can't be trademarked. Um, especially in the culture we live in now, um, a 20-sided dice, like a, a Dungeons & Dragons. Nice. There's die, there's a, a single oh. die, but a, a 20-sided oh. dice would be, either a pair of 20-sided dice or a 20-sided die would be very, very useful. Yeah, like, hey guys, want to play Dungeons yeah. & Dragons? Or, when someone, or, hey, I'm a nerd. Yeah, when someone nerds <laughs> off, you just like, boom, there's your 20-sided die. 20-sided die, Oh yeah, if right. someone's being super nerdy, <clears throat> yeah. you just respond with that Bonk. dice. Yeah. Because the six-sided That'd die, like, or six-sided die, yeah, six-sided die, sometimes that happens in gaming, but it's a little too, like, luck be a lady it's tonight too cool. to get the same. It's too cool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's too, Yeah. it could be a casino. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. The other is way more specific to that genre. Right. Yeah, like, all right, you dork, let's move it along. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But in a sweet way, because you're like, I'm showing you this 20-sided die, I understand this touchstone as well. I love it. This, these are great answers. Um <laughs> This is, gosh, this answer is worth... A lot of points. A lot gosh. of points. This answer is worth 600 points. Yeah, I knew it. I Dang. Knew it. I knew it would be up Huge. in the 600. Yeah. Huge answer. So good. Next question. How do you gently imply that a text conversation is over? If not with one another, because you guys have kind of an ongoing correspondence, but with other people. Right. Well, I think it's like that series of, you know, I think it takes a series. It's mm-hmm. sort of like, okay, love you, and then they respond, love you too, and then you write XOXO, and then they write XO, mm-hmm. and then you put the pink heart, and that's the yep. end. 
Yeah, or uh, what I'll do me, is I will click I... their actual text and either add a thumbs up or add a ha-ha. Yeah. Like, okay, fine, you yeah. got the laugh. Well, among comedians, if you give the other comedian the laugh, that's like, fine, when we're done, you won. <laughs> like, you won, we're done. You know? <laughs> right. I, th- I think that's great. I'm not going to top this one. I concede my <laughs> laughter to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See you tomorrow. <laughs> right. Yeah, I right. think that's or, great. Okay, bye. Yeah. Okay, yeah. bye. I don't think I've ever said goodbye in a text message. <laughs> oh my God, I don't think I have either. I don't think I've, I've ever written K-bye. goodbye. I truly can't. Nobody, no, if you wrote goodbye, that would be the meanest thing you could ever text to anyone. Right. Goodbye. It's like, <gasps> that's horrifying. The difference between K bye and goodbye in a text is the difference between <gasps> have a nice day and have a nice life. And, yeah. Exactly. Oh, have you ever gotten yes, this when, exactly. when someone is like, hey, um, maybe instead of meeting tomorrow at noon, uh, we just meet later in the day because I got stuff to do. And if you don't write back, like, f- okay or fine, but with an exclamation point, if you just do it, like, fine, then they write back, are you okay with, like, it, because it has that tone of, like, fine, yes. right? You know, yeah. you have to add that exclamation point or a thumbs up yep. or a smiley face so they know everything's okay. My- well, you can't add an exclamation point after the word fine because then it sounds like, hey, do you want to meet up later today? Oh, fine. yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can't no, you do go that. Sure. No exclamation sure point. Sure exclamation sure. point. Yeah. You're saying right. sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yep. Right. Yeah, but fine with an exclamation point is a little rude. A little aggressive. You're right. Uh, You're very right. Aggressive. My written correspondence is an arms race of exclamation points with myself. <laughs> I'll throw one. I'll notice I'm, I threw one in an email, right? I'll be like, oh, shoot. I used an exclamation point in the first sentence. So I can't scale it back to a period for the second sentence or they'll think I don't mean it as much. It is exactly. It is a psychological warfare I wage on myself daily. <laughs> I put way too many exclamation points in my emails. But, but I mean, they're all lovely like, oh, my God. I'm so excited. That's my favorite restaurant. Did I, yeah, for sure. Let's do that. Like every single one is an, and then I have to go back and read it. And but it, it feels weird with a period. I just I'm very effusive. Sam, I have to ex, I have to exclamate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to exclamate my words. <laughs> That's not even a word. I love it. Is it? That's a good word. If it's not a word, it should be. Well, she really exclamates. I think these are great answers. I think slowly dwindling down to like an emoji and then a reaction to an emoji is like a nice (laughs) way to taper off. (laughs) Just weaning yourself off the conversation. And I think we've covered writing goodbye in a text message. It sounds like you you know the other person is about to die. (laughs) Excellent answer. This answer is worth 416 points. Yeah, I knew that. I knew oh, it wasn't going to get to the 500 go. mark on that one. Your intuition on these I mean, point totals is tremendous. Yeah, it's a little and eerie. I appreciate yeah. it. It's a little <laughs> eerie. I wasn't expecting the five. I had no intuition about the five, but I totally appreciated Thank you. it. Thank you. Yeah. Because it was, you know, a good one. Good five. Strong five. Thank you. Next question. Yeah. What is a common text message faux pas that you'd like people to avoid or one texting convention you would like to change? Oh, if somebody texts... Hey, can you talk? Question mark is so terrifying. <laughs> it's like when your mom is like, "We need to talk." When you get, you know, yep. I don't like that. Like, say what you have to say. Don't don't Im- imply that a conversation needs to be had because clearly that's serious and you're scaring me. So don't say, uh, "Do you have a minute?" Question mark. Can we talk? Question mark. We need to talk. None of those are okay. Ever. Well, I always add a, "Hey, can you give me a call?" Nothing urgent. Like, like yes. I just let them know that it's don't worry about it, nothing crazy. Well, why can't it be, 
hey, can you call me about something ridiculous? Hey, can hey, can you call me later about the birthday party we're going Either to? Either way, just not let them like, know that it's not this ominous, like, call me now. Yes. Right. Yeah. We need to talk right. later when you have a minute. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah. Um, but the other faux pas is when someone texts you and then they call you right after you've responded. Like, right. you know, keep it in text. Right. Keep it in a text right. until we both determine that a phone call is required. Right. Yes. <laughs> we both turn our keys like it's a nuclear launch. Well, this is some— Yes, Josh. This is a thing that drove me crazy before texting, and it has made its way to texting, where I am calling to simply get a piece of information. Send me the information. I'm not trying to have a conversation. So, hey, send me the address. Sure, give me a call. No, just text me. Like then you got to go back mm-hmm. and forth, and you've now you made me send a separate text. Just send mm-hmm. me the info I need. I remember one year. I'll never forget this. I was going to send out a bunch of Halloween cards, and I wanted to update my address book because before texting, and I called a bunch of people's voicemails and went, "It's patent. I'm sending out cards. Want to just uh, update my addresses? Call me back and give me your address." And half of them were like. Um, hey, missed your call, dude. Uh, call me back. Uh, let me know what's <laughs> up, man. And then I would I would call back and go, and, and, and you could tell by literally by my syntax, Patton, just need your address. Call me back. <laughs> Click. And then I get the, well, the uh, telephone tag has officially begun, dude. So uh, tag. Oh, my God. And then there was one guy that I just didn't send him a card because I'm like, if you're not going to just leave me the information I want, I don't want to talk to you. I just want to send you a card. If you're not following the clear protocol I've laid out for you, if you're not getting the message, you don't deserve You don't get a card. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just, and it's not like, it's not a matter of operational security, like to leave your address on someone's voicemail. (laughs) Right. It's not like like you're leaving your credit card number. Hey, it's Patton. Just uh, leave me your social security number so I can make that (laughs) transaction. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. I think the request for specific pieces of information just just do it. Just come through. Come just through. Tell me. Josh, I really like the format of this podcast. Well, thank you. I think you have a very nice, kind, soothing voice. And then I really love, like, you acknowledging whatever the answer was and giving. It's just a very nice layout. It's very kind. I appreciate that. Well, I try. Yeah. I mean, this is to make my day, but I try not to make it a, a an unpleasant time for the guest. <laughs> Well, I feel like you're making our day. It feels very complimentary to us. I think this podcast is torture. I've hated every second of it. (laughs) (laughs) That's very bad. Absolute torture. (laughs) I'll tell you what, you're not the first guest to say it. You won't be the last. (laughs) All right. Um, These answers, there were were 375 points. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, more than a year. More than one a day. More than, yes. More than one good, thoughtful idea a year. A day per year. I love it. Final question. If there was an imposter situation going on and you had to send one text to prove to your partner that it was really you that captures your signature, texting style, or content, what would it be? Where's the pink sponge? (laughs) Might be mine. (laughs) Because whenever Patton does dishes, he gets the... We have a sponge. And I like... You use the sponge and then you squeeze it out and then you're supposed to put it in the little sponge holder. But Patton does the dishes and then he just leaves the sponge in the sink just to get wet. And the next person has to pick up a wet sponge and that's gross. We fight about it all the time. It's the one thing in our marriage that's not good. <laughs> Is the pink sponge. It, well, when he does it, I'm so proud of him. And when he doesn't do it, it I just get oh, furious. Um, so I would say, so, I would just write pink sponge and I think he would know it was me. He would know you. That's yeah. perfect. 
Incredible um, answer. Oh boy. Oh boy. What would I <laughs> write? Would you say that I know it was you? you no, know it was me. Um, yeah. Fart away. <laughs> we said when we were first getting married, like, you know, you re- you know you really love someone if you can fart in front of them. And I was like, yeah, that's like true love. Then I, we were joking like, oh, you could put that as an inscription on the inside of your fart ring. Away. Like, fart away. It just means I love you so much. I feel so comfortable in front of you. Fart away. That's beautiful. Like, I'll let you do that because I love yeah, you Yeah, so I would much. write fart away. It. Wow, very good. I'd write fart away. <laughs> that's very good. That's, that's so good. Yeah. That's very romantic. <laughs> fart away is beautiful. Is it in your rings? No. Fart away? No. <laughs> because, <laughs> No. I thought it was funny. I thought we could say that. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Mm-hmm. I would be furious if that was in my ring. Excellent answers. Those answers are worth 101 points because that's just relationships 101. Honestly, it's classic. It's perfect. I love it. And that brings us to the end of our game of Text It Strategy. Your final score is 2,437 points, the highest all-time score in Make My Day history. Patton and Meredith, how do you feel? Holy Jesus. (laughs) So You know, it's been a dream my whole life, and uh, I know that this episode's been a lot of controversy around it, but, but at the end of the day... Feels good to compete for America. Feels good to you know bring that bring that <laughs> score back, and that's really what it's all about. But all of our competitors have been great, and uh, but yeah, this is really special. It's really special. This Thank is huge. You. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, that was great. It's been a long time since I've been graded or given points in any way, and I really, as as a student, as a very uh, person who likes getting grades and going to school, mm-hmm. That's that means a lot to me. Oh, happy, happy to help. As this week's champions and all-time high scorers, you've each won a $100 contribution to the cause of your choice. Where will the money be going? You can go to the same place or different places? I think different places. Go ahead. Cool. There is a wonderful charity called teakfellowship.org, which helps low-income kids who are brilliant. They're academically talented and motivated. It helps get them into top universities, and it helps start them at a young age, like sixth grade, you know, help them on their way with books and schooling and after-school programs and to help give them an edge because there's not a lot of education equity in this world. And until there is, this is a great program to help kids who are brilliant and bright have the opportunities that their fellow friends and neighbors have who are lucky enough to be able to afford good schools. That's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Mine is going to Alice's Kids, which is a wonderful uh, group that gets um, uh, quietly and anonymously gets um, school supplies, extracurricular activity supplies to at-need kids uh, who they're still, unfortunately, there is a lot of poverty shaming in this country, so they try to get the kids things they need without them having to um, look like they're getting charity. They give, they send gift cards to moms or teachers or social workers so that these kids get the stuff they need. And it's a fantastic organization. That's wonderful. Yeah. And that's come up on the show before. My friend Jill Twist also yes. uh, as a oh. champion for Dallas's kids. Yeah, they're great. Um, two great choices. Hi, this is Josh. We'll get into the show in just a second. But first, a word from our sponsors. Aquafina is Nora from Queens on Comedy Central is back. And spoiler alert, this season hits different, which I, I think I'm allowed to say. It was written for me. And now an even later 20-something, still living with her dad and grandma, Nora is right at home and back on her hustle. Whether she's siphoning gas, getting electrocuted, inadvertently joining a cult, or just trying to sell dank bud on the side, Nora's growing into adulthood one embarrassing misadventure at a time. 
That's probably why Nylon describes Aquafina as Nora from Queens as some truly relatable content. Honestly, I do not relate to siphoning gas and getting electrocuted, but that does make me more inclined to watch it. I think that that's very interesting. It's not at all like my uh, very boring life. And BuzzFeed calls it an absolute gem of a show, which I think sounds nice. And they say it's 100% worth watching, which is a very high percentage. So don't miss the new season starring Aquafina, obviously, Bowen Yang, B.D. Wong, Lori Tan Chin, and guest starring Michelle Buteau, Haley Joel Osment, Fortune Feimster, Jabuki Young-White, Chloe Feynman, and Jennifer Esposito. Just a great cast. And that's just a few people that you'll see on the show. Aquafina is Nora from Queens. New season premieres Wednesday, August 18th at 10, 9 central on Comedy Central. Don't sleep on it, even though that's totally what Nora would do. And finally, on this week's show, as every show, the pep talks. Each of us will give a pep talk to a person or group that we think deserves it or needs it this week. I'll go first. My pep talk is for wrong number texts. Hey bud, I know you're trying to reach Lisa or Chris or whoever, but I promise you I'm not that person no matter how many times you ask. Not only that, I know your impulse to ask if I know that person might make sense to you, but I'm not sure how that would even happen. Even if our phone numbers are very similar, that doesn't mean we've ever been in remote physical proximity to one another. You're grasping at straws, I get it. And look, there are many very reasonable explanations for this mistake. Maybe you wrote down or typed in someone's number wrong when they gave it to you. Maybe you read their handwriting badly when they wrote it down, because it's messy. Or let's be honest, maybe someone gave you a fake number And in any of these cases, you'll figure this out, whether by straightening out a misunderstanding or simply making peace with the fact that someone does not want you to contact them. And that hurts, but it doesn't mean you're bad or unworthy of love. I mean, probably you aren't those things. Some people are, I guess, but statistically probably not you. Although it never hurts to keep working on yourself, I'll move along. In any case, I have to go now. We literally don't know each other at all. And as I mentioned, I can't solve this problem for you, but we'll always have our memories of this exchange, stranger whose name I never asked because I do not need to know it for any reason. Wow, Josh, that's that's amazing. (laughs) That is beautiful. That was really nice. Thank you. This is to all the people who've made plans this summer to visit friends or relatives and yet feel that... The coronavirus is too dangerous to travel and or to be around people at your family gathering who might not be vaccinated. Be strong. It is okay to say no. It is absolutely okay to protect your health and the health of your friends, whether the people you are visiting agree with you or not. So stay healthy and realize that this will be over soon enough and you'll be able to visit your people and don't let anyone give you flack for maintaining your integrity about what you feel is safe for you and your family. That's wonderful. Thank you, Mary. I think a lot of people are Thank probably you. wrestling with that and we'll, we'll be happy yeah, to Yeah, I think it. a lot of people are. Yeah. Wow. Patton? Um, my pep talk goes out to the, um, uh, the MFA graduates who are now uh, working, uh, writing um, spam emails, uh, trying to add a little <laughs> bit of extra human zhuzh to get people to click on things. I know that you plan to be a published uh, short story author in Granta and The New Yorker, and then, then you were going to graduate to the Great American Novel. Things suck right now. All great writers have sometimes been in not great situations. Neil Gaiman used to write um, fanzines uh, about Duran Duran, and uh, William Faulkner worked in a university post office, and Robert Crumb used to write greeting cards. You're a starting out, and this grinding, horrible, 
job that you have right now will lead to something as long as you keep your creativity pipes open and look for the humanity in the horror right now. There will be, I see your little, I see your little additions and little flourishes in the emails. I can, I can feel your voice trying to cry out. I've been there, I get it. You're gonna break through. You will break through somehow and it's gonna astonish us all. That's wonderful. Wow. Thank you so much. That, I think beautiful. that people will really take that to heart for sure. I hope sure. so. It is a time of real creative languishing, I think, for a lot of people. And that will uh, be yes. great. And sometimes you, it's okay to just make a living for a while until things get better. You know, Gene Wolfe, one of the greatest science fiction writers ever, worked, uh, designed the mechanism that made Pringles. And while he was doing that, he wrote the books of the new sun. Ooh. So two great wow. achievements. He, cre- he, he developed a machine that made Pringles. He also wrote one of the greatest science fiction epics of all time. So you can do both. Oh, you no. Can do both. Now I want Pringles. Oh, see? There's her Manchurian candidate. There it is. The Manchurian <laughs> candidate. Oh, no. Now we have to walk outside and get Pringles somewhere. It's rough. Yep. It's rough, but I think you can manage. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has been the show. I'm your host, Josh Gondelman. This has been Make My Day. Thank you to this week's champions, Patton Oswalt and Meredith Salander. Where can people find you and your work? Well, you can listen uh, to Did You Get My Text, the podcast with me and Meredith Salander at any place that you get a podcast. You can also currently watch uh, my show, Modoc, streaming on Hulu and follow us on Twitter. And also AP Bio oh, on Peacock. AP Bio oh, yeah. on Peacock and uh, the Goldbergs, which will begin filming uh, its ninth oh, season yeah. very soon. So all over the place. <laughs> and I too have many things, but I just finished filming a movie, so it won't be out yet. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like everybody's going to be like, yeah, sure, she does. I just did a movie with Rita Moreno. It was very exciting. Cool. We just wrapped a week ago. It was called The Prank. <clears throat> and um, so, yeah, that's exciting. And the reason it was called The and, Prank was because uh, there was no film in the cameras. They were just uh, doing a prank <laughs> on Rita Moreno for oh, her birthday. No. Yeah, that's yeah. not true. Oh, very that's mean. A very mean movie. Very mean. Um, if you would like to contribute to the Teak Fellowship or Alice's Kids, I'll make that information readily available to listeners. And that's the show. Make My Day is a Radio Point production produced by Houston Snyder and Naomi Steinberg, recorded and edited by Kat Iosa, executive produced by Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. If you like the show, please rate and review it as highly as your conscience allows. A five-star review really helps. We'll be back next week. Until then, have several nice days. Bye.